Top 5 with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Mark? Co starring Ernie Palooza. And now, here's your host, Joey Casada. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Top 5. I'm your host, Joey Casada. I'm going to welcome in my guest host this week, my good friend, Mr. Ernie Palooza. How are you, Ernie? Hey, glad to be here today. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. So Ernie and I have known each other for about 100 years, it feels like, maybe a little longer. But I met Ernie through my old band, Playground, and... I met him, I think, in 1988 or 89, right, Ernie? Yep, I would imagine 89. I, the only reason I always remember that date is because Ernie still kills me today that I, I borrowed a CD from him back in the 80s, and I still haven't returned it. Yep, you only wanted it for the weekend, so you can make a <laughs> copy on a cassette and give it back. I haven't gotten a chance to copy yet. What do you want? First CD I ever owned. <laughs> All in notes, greatest hits, right? Yep. Still one of my absolute favorite records, but we'll get to that when we do a top five list of the greatest records, maybe. <laughs> I haven't heard it in so long. I don't recommend, I don't remember it. So <laughs> I'll burn you a copy. Don't worry. Thanks. <laughs> but one of the things Ernie prides himself in, Ernie is a lover of music and movies and just basically useless knowledge. And Ernie throughout the years has always been the guy at a party where if you were arguing over a fact, this is before Google, remember, before Google, he would have been the guy that you could say, well, we know that Hall & Oates, you know, kisses on my list reached number 10 on the billboards. Right, Ernie? Ernie, what, what number did it reach? Um, then I would say, like, number three or number four, I'll make something up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and that's really what he would do. He, no, he would tell us like it was fact, but Ernie would always make something up and we would buy it because we just knew or thought at the time Ernie was basically the encyclopedia when it came to music and movie knowledge. That's why I basically have him as my guest host. I, it's a great <laughs> reason. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. And the other thing Ernie loves more than anything is a captive audience. So obviously doing a podcast with me, he has that captive audience that he's always wanted in his whole life. I'll give you a quick story. So back in the playground days when we used to deliver our mailing list mail every week or every month, really, we used to be so cheap that we didn't want to spend money on stamps that Ernie and I would go driving around and hand deliver each letter to every mailbox that was on our mailing list. And during that time, Ernie would really introduce me to all the bands and stuff that I didn't know at that time. You know, again, I was 15, 16 years old. So I didn't really know the Beatles yet. I didn't know Prince or Billy Joel and all these, these crazy acts that, you know, Ernie eventually got me into and turned me onto. And of course the Carpenters. Carpenters, yes. He tried <laughs> Sabbath. I just, Sabbath never took. Still, still trying. It's not going to work. Anyway, so this week's list, Ernie and I were talking throughout the week, and we're going to do something. Top five lists are going to be so much fun. They're going to be super fast, super quick, fun lists. 
covering topics throughout pop culture and music and sports and movies, anything you can think of. It's just some of our top fives across the board that we love more than anything. This week, we're going to cover our top five funniest sitcom scenes. Right, Ern? Yep, we, I got it here. Now, th this was not easy to do. Obviously, you know, there's a million scenes to choose from, uh, so many different episodes and shows to choose from. It was not easy to pick, and I'm sure, and we did not go over these together. I'm sure when I hear some of yours, I'm going to be like, God, how did I forget that? Or please, if you're listening to this show or watching the show on YouTube, post your favorites too. That's why I wanted to do this top five list because throughout the years, you forget some of the things you love until you start talking about them again. Also, you, um, if you want to post on YouTube about how much you hate Opics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, even Batman, mainly Ernie's picks you might hate because just so you know too, Ernie is one of those guys that probably, and I don't know this for sure, but probably won't go for the, like some of the obvious big hit choices. Ernie likes to go with that underground pick that he, that he introduces you to. I so wanted to take something from the show Coupling from England, but I could not find um, the, the actual scene from YouTube. So it was like, <laughs> I couldn't find it. I remember you, you tried to get me into that show. I never really got into it. Incredible show. All right, let's start. So we're going to do a top five list, and we're going to do, at the end, we'll do one honorable mention. And that's pretty much the format we're going to use every week. And, you know, for some reason, unless we just, we can't narrow it down to five for some reason, but we're going to do a basic that format every week. So um, you want to go first, Aaron, this week? I'll be glad to. Sure. Number five. All right. Uh, my number five pick is from my absolute favorite show of all time freaks and geeks and it is bill dancing <laughs> uh, listen it's a great pick so i'll also i'm going to sh be showing clips of each of these as we go so that if you're watching on youtube you get to see clips if, and if you're listening throughout you know the podcast world and wherever you get your podcasts run over to youtube and Check out these clips if you don't know what we're talking about. Bill, that is not sexy. Yes, it is. Bill, it looks like you're having a seizure. Women love this. They don't care that we run fat because he's got the moves. It's just incredible. All this. Yeah, I... I mean, Freaks and Geeks is just one of those shows, too, that is maybe the most underrated show in television history. For me, anyway. It, well, it's, you know, that's another one, you know, I hate to give him all the credit in the world, but Ernie introduced me to. And, you know, we used to have a Hamptons house that we would go to every summer and spend the whole summer kind of together with all our friends. And we would literally just watch Freaks and Geeks day upon day upon day, just in this big room with everyone jammed in it. It doesn't sound like as much fun as you would expect <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you verbalize it like that, but uh, it was uh, the greatest times ever. And Bill is one of the greatest, to me, characters in TV history, too. No doubt. 
Great choice. Great choice. I believe it or not, again, like I said, I forgot Freaks and Geeks because I almost don't consider it a sitcom, but I guess it is kind of a sitcom. So I did forget about Freaks and Geeks. Okay. So my number five, uh, one of my favorite shows of all time times is uh, Friends. So there's a lot of choices from Friends. You know, it, it's so that's the biggest problem. It's not so much choosing the show for me. It's choosing what scene am I going to pick? Same with you, I'm sure. Freaks and Geeks has so many, so many scenes. So does Friends, obviously, a show like Friends. So Joey's probably my favorite character, obviously, on Friends. So... You know, there was, a, there was an episode of Friends where Phoebe is trying to teach Joey French. And I'm not sure if you've ever seen this one, Ern, but oh. basically Phoebe's repeating a line in French and Joey just repeats back gibberish. Well, I have an audition for this play and for some of it I have to speak French, which according to my resume I'm fluent in. Your first line is, my name is Claude. So okay. just repeat after me. Je m'appelle Claude. Je découpe plow. <laughs> It's not quite what I'm saying. Really? Sounds exactly the same to me. Okay, let's just, let's try it one syllable at a time. Okay, so repeat after me. Je. Je. Ma. Ma. Pelle. Pelle. Great. Okay, faster. Je. Je. Ma. Ma. Pelle. Pelle. Je m'appelle. Mi poupou. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, uh, my wife is a big Friends fan. So I have, I have been subjected to the show, forced to watch. Uh, it's not one of my favorites. <laughs> um, it actually is very similar to Coupling. Coupling is just more raunchy, but basically it is very similar shows. Um, Are you sure I, you want to tell everyone with... that you're married, Ernie? With you know, there's a lot of ladies watching you. You know, you know, you're not on the market. Oh, I'm sorry, ladies. <laughs> this is not available. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> Do you know the show I'm talking about? Do you know the episode I'm talking about? Oh, sure. As, um, as I said, I've, I've been subjected for the entire series of Friends several times <laughs> because my wife is a fanatic with the show. I'm curious to hear what her thoughts on What's her favorite? Text me later. I want, I'd love to know. Uh, okay. I, I certainly could tell you because um, I didn't put it on the list, but my wife did give her opinion on what to do. And she, she picked a Friends moment which I didn't include, which was um, the couch going up the oh step. Oh, my God, of course. Pivot. Pivot. Yeah. Of course. That was up there for me, but the French one edged it out by a little bit just because, again, Joey, to me, is always the funniest guy on camera. Yep. All right, you're number four. My number four, um, and this is uh, from the show Seinfeld, and <laughs> this was tough to choose, you know, Seinfeld is one of the greatest shows of all time and maybe the funniest show of all time. So the Seinfeld moment I picked is George getting caught by his mother. <laughs> My mother caught me. Caught you? Doing what? You know. <laughs> I was alone... She caught you? My mother had a glamour magazine. I started leaving. Glamour? <laughs> so one thing led to another. 
So what did she do? First, she screams, George, what are you doing? My God! <laughs> and it looked like she was going to faint. She started clutching the wall, trying to hang on to it. Yeah. I didn't know whether to try and keep her from falling or zip up. What did you do? I zipped up. That's a good one. <laughs> I don't know how much in detail I have to go what he was caught doing, but he was caught by his mother, and he was treating his body like an amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> and his mother, poor, his poor mother ends up in the hospital, right? Yep, she, she <laughs> fell and hurt her back and all that. <laughs> and he didn't know what to do. Says, uh, um, should I go help her? Or should I zip up first? <laughs> or I, I can't go to her like that. What a great, again, I'm so glad we're having this discussion because Seinfeld might be my favorite show of all time too. It's close. It's always, it goes back and forth with a couple of shows, but Seinfeld's definitely up there. And I forgot that moment. Oh, it's classic. So my number four is also a Seinfeld moment. So I, I, I decided to only pick one from each of my, you know, some of my favorite shows. I probably could have gone five Seinfeld moments because it's really that good. I didn't. I did one from each of my shows. So my Seinfeld moment, again, almost impossible to really narrow it down because there's so many. I just know, again, I, I find... What, what I find the most funny is when I really cannot control myself laughing out loud when I see a scene and, you know, stuff that Kramer does throughout the show always makes me laugh out loud. There's a scene where, you know, Kramer develops this perfume, The Beach, and Calvin Klein steals it. And to kind of smooth it over with Kramer, they bring Kramer on board to be a Calvin Klein model. And this scene starts, he comes out modeling his, modeling the Calvin Klein underwear he's wearing. And it's how the, the, all the, the, the three panelists are basically, you know, commenting on his buttocks and he's, he's literally walking around flexing and stuff. And he goes to lean on the wall to kind of be, have this cool pose and he slides down the wall and just collapses. <laughs> it's just, I know it's just dopey physical comedy, but, just thinking about it, it's, it's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen. Group, I have nothing to do with the focus group. That's your part. Oh, he's sexual, athletic, and without a trace of self-consciousness. His buttocks are sublime. Of course, his spectacles could use a little work. I suppose we could get him into the weight room. No, let's get him in the studio today. We could send these out immediately. Well, Kramer was great with physical comedy. And if you ever see the movie he came out before um, Seinfeld, a movie called UHF um, with Weird Al Yankovic, it was uh, totally his physical comedy, even right. more than um, what he shows in Seinfeld. But he's a, he is originally a physical comic. Yeah, so, that stuff just right. always cracks me up. All right, you're number three, Ern. Okay, my number three, which now that I look at it, is the most recent choice on my list. It's from the American version of the show The Office. And it's the scene when they brought in a CPR dummy. And they're... um trying to learn CPR and they're testing the dummy and they ignore the dummy after a while. And the, the, 
the lady says, the dummy dies. What do we do now? And one of them t- gets up, Dwight, with a knife and starts cutting it open to harvest <laughs> the organs. <laughs> and it is just a, a chaotic scene. So assessing the situation, mm-hmm. are they breathing? No, Rose, they are not breathing. And they have no arms or legs. No, that's not part of it. Where are they? You know what? If we come across somebody with no arms or legs, do we bother resuscitating them? All right, well, let's get back to it, because you're losing them. Okay, too fast. Everyone, we need to pump at a pace of 100 beats per minute. Uh, Okay, well, a good trick is to pump to the tune of Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Do you know that song? Yes, yes, I do. I love that song. First I was afraid, I was petrified. No, it's... Okay, you didn't maintain 100 beats per minute, and the ambulance didn't arrive because nobody called 911, so you lost him. Okay, he's dead. Anyone know what we do next? Anybody? Rose? I have no idea. Anyone else? We bury him. Wrong. Eh, check for an organ donor card. If he has one, we only have minutes to harvest. He is an organ donor. He is. Yeah. Give me some ice in a styrofoam bucket. Here we go. Oh my God! What? Oh what? Oh we search for the organs. Where's the heart? Oh my God! Oh my God! God. Oh my God! I mean, I'm sure they uh, planned everything ahead of time, but when you watch it, it seems like total chaos where everybody is doing something different. Right. And uh, Dwight tears it apart. It's <laughs> um, incredible what he, what he does. One of my favorites. No, I'm not four. that familiar with The Office. Believe it or not, I never actually got around to watching The Office. So I don't know anything about The Office. It is something that's on my radar that I do eventually want to go back and watch it's good stuff okay my number three so this is an old-time classic which is really the friends in the seinfeld i think are my newest ones so this one is an episode of i love lucy again growing up in the 80s lucy was always on so lucy was was really one of my favorite shows growing up and this is the classic scene it may it may be you know too much on point because everyone knows this scene, but it's when Lucy is the Vita Mita Vegemin girl. You know that one, Aaron? Yep, of, of course. So <laughs> Lucy, of course, is always trying to finagle her way into Ricky's commercials and acts and stuff like this. So she, she sabotages the girl who is supposed to do the commercial. And I think she locks her in a closet or something. Who knows what she does? And Lucy proceeds to do the commercial for this new product called Vita Mita Vegemin. It's like a cough syrup vitamin almost. And she has to keep taking sips of it throughout the episode. And she gets more and more intoxicated as each take goes on. And it's just how she completely falls apart. She, her acting and her timing is impeccable. It's, it's just classic. So why don't you join the thousands of happy, happy people and get a great big
so that's my number three, right? We're up to number two? Yep. I broke the rule that you mentioned earlier, and I chose the same show twice. No rule. That was my rule. You, you didn't have to follow it. I feel like I broke a rule. It's another Seinfeld scene because I could not choose between which two Seinfeld scenes. I chose the Seinfeld scene where Kramer has taken up golf <laughs> and oh, yes. he's shooting balls into the ocean. And in a <clears throat> parallel story, George is pretending to be a marine biologist to oppress a girl. And it turns out they come across a whale that having trouble <laughs> breathing. And George actually goes, reaches inside the blowhole and finds one of the golf balls. <laughs> Is anyone here a marine biologist? Save the whale, George. For me. So I started to walk into the water. I won't lie to you, boys. I was terrified. But I pressed on. And as I made my way past the breakers, a strange calm came over me. I, I don't know if it was divine intervention or the kinship of all living things, but I tell you, Jerry, at that moment, I was a marine biologist. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. I got about 50 feet out and suddenly the great beast appeared before me. I tell you, he was 10 stories high if he was afoot. As if sensing my presence, he let out a great bellow. I said, easy, big fella. Hey, what did you do next? Well, then. From out of nowhere, a huge tidal wave lifted me, tossed me like a cork, and I found myself right on top of him, face to face with the blowhole. So I reached my hand in, felt around, and pulled out the obstruction. A hole in one, Well, I, I, I could have told that so much better. I mean, you got to watch watch it to see the... the that that yeah. almost made my list. That was going to be my Seinfeld moment until I remembered the Calvin Klein one. And, I, you know, the actual scene, to me, the funniest part of that, that whole one is George telling the story at oh. the end of the episode when he says, the sea was angry that day, my friend, like an old man sending soup back at the deli. Yep. And... And I reached into the great fish, mammal, whatever. And I pulled out and he holds up the golf ball. And it just, Seinfeld was a master at this. They, they would always tie in all the different storylines to create one crazy ending or one crazy final scene. So magical stuff, magical stuff. I got to tell you, George Costanza happens to look like one of us. <laughs> we used to tease Ernie for years that they were literally watching every move he made because he, you, George doesn't just look like you. He is you. 
I am not George. <laughs> but that's a great pick. The other George scene that I was going to pick too was when I think they scream fire and George kind of throws the little kid and the old lady out of the way to get, <laughs> yep. to get out the door. That was my other close George scene. There's so many good George. <laughs> okay, so my number two is, again, I, I probably have three top sitcoms of all time, and this would be one of the three. Again, it's, oh, they're always interchangeable, but this one comes from All in the Family. Now, a lot of these in today's world and today's society, it's almost impossible to repeat some of the stuff that went on. Like I, I have a couple scenes that I actually liked more than this one, but this one I think was the most appropriate. And even that, even this one might not be fully appropriate, but it's when Archie gets locked in the cellar. Yep. And he finds an old bottle, I think of rum or something or schnapps, I forget what it was. And he starts drinking it to stay warm. And by the end, you know, he's recording his last rites because he thinks he's dead. And he starts praying to the Lord, please, Lord, come and take me away, Lord. And finally, there's a knock at the door. And it's this deep voice, Mr. Bunker, where are you? And Archie goes, I'm down here, Lord. And finally, it, you know, obviously, the Archie Bunker character is a bigot. And he's very racist throughout the show. And, you know, it's revealed that the person that's rescuing Archie is, is a very large black gentleman. And when Archie sees him coming down the steps, his eyes completely bug out. He goes on his knees and he starts praying, please forgive me, Lord. And the line, the line that makes me cry every time is, he says, Lord, the Jeffersons was right all along, Lord. <laughs> so it, it's, to me, still one of the funniest scenes in TV history. Hey, Lord, I don't want to stay here. You're going to take me. Come on, take me out of this change. How are you down there, Mr. Bunker? Jeez, that was fast. <laughs> was a couple of all in the family scenes that I wanted to use, particularly the one where we finally meet Lionel's fiance's parents. Oh my God. Of where, course. Where the, the father is white and, and the, uh, all. I mean, but, there's um, so many. I the, find it on YouTube. <laughs> the episode with Sammy Davis is amazing. Yep. Uh, the, the episode where Archie talks about gun control on the planes is amazing. <laughs> pass I, out the pistols. Pass out the pistols. when you get them? There's just so many. If you if you ever just want to type in all in the family greatest moments on YouTube, you will laugh probably for a half an hour straight. Oh boy. 
All right, your number one, Ern. Oh, my number one. <laughs> um, how to introduce this one? Okay, it, it's from the TV show Taxi. Um, it's it's Christopher Lloyd. He's going to take his uh the written part of his driver's test, and it's it's such a famous moment that I don't know how much I could I can introduce here, but. Everything about it, the scene is just incredible. <laughs> I mean, the most famous part is when he's trying to ask what the yellow light means, and they keep saying slow down, and he just keeps asking the same question slower and slower. <laughs> but even the other stuff right before that, when he's trying to write the number two for next to eyes, <laughs> just incredible, oh. the whole thing. There's there's one moment where have you ever been um, uh, arrested for uh, narcotics or um, cocaine or something? And he goes, "Ooh, that's a tough choice." <laughs> oh, there's, there's so much to uh, it. After a while, when um, he he doesn't know what color his eyes is, and he goes, looks to the girl, goes, "They're brown." Then later he goes, "Oh, my brown eyes hurt." <laughs> What does a yellow light mean? Slow down. Okay. What? <laughs> yellow light mean? Slow down. Okay. What? Absolutely one of the funniest scenes of all time. I mean, Taxi, oh. I, I really think, too, over the years, I think it's gotten forgotten by people of this generation. It's really one of the most underrated shows in TV history. Not only that it was so funny, but the ensemble cast that they had with Danny DeVito and Christopher Lloyd and Judd Hirsch and everyone that was on that show, Mary Lou Henner, just all throughout the whole show, Every there was no one main character. It was just everyone had their role to play. It was so brilliant. Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. I mean, Latka was it, it just an amazing show. And it's one of those shows that even today you don't see that often on reruns, right, Aaron? No, it's uh, it's hard to find. And I wonder, you know, that it could be have rights issues. It could have, you know, shows you see the same shows all the time on TV. I'm surprised a show like Taxi is not on one of these networks nonstop marathons all the time. A lot of the 70s comedies are drifting away. There's, there's so many good ones, but you mentioned All in the Family, which was the even better show. You could hardly find it. Then, I mean, All in the Family, I understand a little bit. Just, be, I mean, I don't understand it, but I understand at least through the politically correct world we live in right now, all in the family is a tough nut to swallow for a lot of people. I love it. And I think it's totally appropriate because it's entertainment. So it should be fine. Just like comedians and music, nothing should be censored at all. 
but I at least understand all in the family. Taxi really never had controversial subjects, did it? There was a lot of drug drug use. Right. A well, lot of drug use. What I don't mean on set, I mean on camera. <laughs> I mean, I'm you, you keep mentioning political correctness. I'm looking at my honorable mention and I'm beginning to sweat. Uh oh. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me get to my number one first and then we'll talk about our just so you know, I'll say it now. My honorable mention was that taxi scene. And the only reason it wasn't on my list because I know that's your number one scene of all time. So I didn't, I did that for you. That's why I love you. <laughs> but my favorite scene of all time comes from my favorite show of all time. It not only sitcom, just my favorite show of all time, which is The Honeymooners. It's just, you know, growing up, it was my favorite show of all time. It was my best friend Scally's favorite show of all time. We would literally watch it together every night on the phone before FaceTime, before any of that stuff. We would call each other 11.30 or 11 o'clock, depending on what year it was. It would be on late at night and we'd watch every episode together on the phone. And it was just, it, to me, the cast, the subject matter, nothing was funnier to me in my life. We never saw any show surpass it. Yeah, shows like Seinfeld and All in the Family are probably smarter shows, in the, but Honeymooners, I can recite every line from every episode. It's just what I grew up on and it really influenced me from the beginning of my life. So the, my favorite scene in all of those episodes is when Ralph and Ed are on a train and Norton handcuffs Ralph, Ralph to him and they're supposed to be magic trick handcuffs. And Norton just tells, oh, don't worry, Ralph. All you have to do is say the magic word and we'll, we'll be released from the handcuffs. And Ralph, of course, starts yelling at him. Well, say the magic word already, Norton, you idiot. So Norton nonchalantly goes, boom. And of course, nothing happens. And it just proceeds to escalate from there. Poor Ralph is trapped with this idiot Norton handcuffed to him on their business trip to, I forget where they're going, but they're, they're on a business trip. And he's trapped to him the whole time constant you know hilarity ensues all throughout the episode until you find out really ralph is really the bigger idiot because he got them on the wrong train they're actually even going in the wrong direction so not only are they handcuffed together they're on the wrong train going to the wrong meeting trick handcuffs you know you put them on your wrist see then you get at them without using no key you just go like this you go boom you right at them well, that doesn't sound like a great deal of fun to me, sitting in a hotel room all day going boom. You do? Now, would you mind saying boom and let us get out of here? All right. <laughs> boom! <laughs> Come on, say boom and get me out. Boom, boom! <laughs> You're not boomfing right, Norton. <laughs> I'm boomfing right. Watch out the way you boom. Let's do it together now. One, two, three, boom! <laughs> I had enough of the bump, and now get the key out and open them up. There ain't no key. You gotta bump your way out. I'll bump you out of the whole time. So it just, it, Norton and Ralph, it's so much what I based my Joey Licious book around between me and my buddy Scally, those two characters. I always thought of us as, you know, the modern day Ralph and Norton. Honeymoon is great stuff. 
hello ball. <laughs> oh, I mean, right. There was so many. I mean, I could have, ch- I could have chosen so many different ones. Hello ball, Harvey, Harvey. That's not, that's, that's your name. I mean, and there's so many classic, classic it, scenes. It looks like rain tonight. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it looks, or when poor, Ralph's poor mother-in-law comes over and she just gives away the, the, the plot of the play that Ralph's going to see. And he screams, blabber mouth. And he throws her out of the, the apartment. This, it's just every scene in every episode is just classic to me. All right. What's your honorable mention, Ern? Okay. Uh, now, maybe we should have talked a little more. Uh-oh, I want to hear it. Before, because. Give it to me. The, um, the scene holds a whole different resonance than when it first aired. It, um, because of certain situations with the news and everything, the whole situ- the whole moment is totally different lens now. But if you watch it nowadays, it a whole different resonance. It's a Cosby Show episode where he is talking about how his secret barbecue sauce. Oh no! Causes everybody to become more amorous. Who's saying it? Bill? He- Bill Cosby, yeah. He says, and he's explaining to his wife that, that everybody's getting all along so well. goes, it's my barbecue sauce. And then he says at the end, I have a cup on, on the night table uh, upstairs waiting for you right now. Just, oh, just my yeah. God. Have <laughs> you ever noticed after people have some of my barbecue sauce, after a while when it kicks in, they get all huggy-buggy? Stop. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Haven't you ever noticed that after one of my barbecues and they have the sauce, people want to get right home? <laughs> Let me tell you something else. I got a cup of it up on the night table. <laughs> I got a cup of it, I said. <laughs> Left it up there breathing. Why don't you give the chicken to these people that's going up and have some sauce? I First of all, I don't even remember the scene. I love the Cosby show growing up. I don't remember that scene. And obviously, like you said, with what we know about Bill Cosby now, that really does have a, a different meaning. It's it just incredible to watch now. <laughs> I, I mean... When I use the word incredible, I mean, take it by the definition of the word incredible. It's even when the little kids start um, eating the barbecue sauce and he grabs one of them and starts wiping it off off the kid's face, like like to protect the kids. It's just when you when you watch it, you'll send all your hate mail to (laughs) Ernest, not not to me. I I did not create the show. (laughs) No, but what a great fun list. I mean. Obviously, we could have picked hundreds and hundreds of clips from all of these shows and numerous other shows. You know, I was trying to, it was just so hard to even remember some of the great scenes that I love so much. You know, shows like Three's Company and Cheers and even like newer stuff like South Park. And there's so many classic scenes from all these these episodes. It is just hard to remember scenes. Like sometimes you remember episodes and you remember different scenarios, but picking out scenes like we just did, it's harder than you think, right? It was challenging. 
I'm I wanted curious to, use, to hear other people's lists. I wanted to use a freaks and geeks moment with with um the butt powder. Oh, I love it. That <laughs> oh my god, what maybe my favorite freaks and geeks moment. You, you like patting little boys' butts. Jeez. <laughs> or you know, get Ern. You know, what I found at the end of my bed this morning. Turd. Turd. <laughs> Anyone out there who doesn't know what we're talking about probably don't even know the show Freaks and Geeks. Tell them about Freaks and Geeks a little bit, Ern. Who, who wrote and directed Freaks and Geeks? Well, it was Judd Apatow, but this was before the 40-year-old version, before Superbad, before Knocked Up. So he was a no-name at the time. It happens to have James Franco, who was a nobody. Seth Rogen, who was a nobody. Um, Jason Segal, also a nobody at the time. These were all the future A-listers. They all got their start with this one show. It was just a coincidence, but a wonderful coincidence. Absolutely. And again, and, how many episodes only? What is it, one season or two? One season, 18 episodes. I should also point out, we also have Ben Stiller and Will Farrell all making uh, guest appearances. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I don't Wait, know. Can you come a, little, come a little closer to the camera? Say that again. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, that might be the preview for this episode. That was perfect. Um, but it, it really is. Anyone out there, obviously, hopefully you enjoyed the, the scenes we're talking about. But if you... If there's one thing, like I said, Ernie loves to do more than anything is to turn people on to new things that he discovered. So anyone out there, please go watch Freaks and Geeks, one of our favorite shows of all time. Hopefully it'll be yours. You'll love it. They're really fun episodes. They're not just goofy sitcom episodes either. They're, they're, some of them are serious too. But the comedy always bleeds through. Oh, it's it's almost I compare it to MASH a little bit like it had these incredible funny moments, but th there was some really great storylines as well. Yep, Definitely way ahead of its time. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's it for this week. We will come back next week with another top five list. I want to hear everyone's thoughts. Your I want to hear your top five favorite sitcom scenes ever. I want to hear some suggestions on other top five topics that you guys want to hear. Um, Ern, obviously, you know, you and I are talking all the time to figure out other topics. Anyone out there who wants to hear about a topic or maybe even come on with us and guest host, you know, comment in, in the, uh, the YouTube comments and also leave us reviews on iTunes and leave us reviews anywhere you can with these podcasts and give us your suggestions. We'd love to hear them, right? Good reviews only though. Let me hear me. Shia. Let me hear that name one more time on the way out. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> That's it. I'll see you later, guys. See you, Aaron. Bye, everybody.